Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. Some amazing insights so far, and we still have a lot of very excellent content remaining. Now, here to shed some insight on building a global blockchain hub is Draper Garn Holmes' founding partner, Joseph Holm, DNCC's executive chairman and CEO, His Excellently Ahmed bin Sulaim, and CV Labs co-head, Tracy Trashler. All right. Welcome back, everyone. And I'm very excited to be joined today by two wonderful gentlemen that have already been introduced by Jessica, but I will take the liberty of doing so again myself. So on the one hand, of course, we have uh, His Excellency Ahmed bin Sulaim. He is Executive Chairman and CEO of DNCC. And we are joined by Joseph Holm himself, founding partner of Draper Gorn Holm. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Tracy. It's great to be here. Thank you. All right. Thank so to kick things me. off, Ahmed, first question will, of course, go out to you before we talk about blockchain and crypto. And for those in the audience who may not be familiar with DMCC, can you give us an overview of the DMCC, its history, its mission, and of course, what sets it apart from the other free zones in Dubai? Um, DMCC is one of the most unlikely projects to ever uh, work in Dubai. Um, I recall His Highness' announcement when he unveiled the project in, back in 2002, April of 2002, and one of his uh, statements was, in the coming years, Dubai will capture around 50% of the gold trade. Well, we have evolved and grown uh, since then, and I think we had a big jump from the global recession times, where we only represented 1,000 companies, and from then we were registering, uh, on average, 2,000 businesses per year. We're closing into 20,000 businesses uh, by the end of this year. Um, that, that credit goes to the support of His Highness from day one. I joined in 2001 before the, uh, during the conception time. I believe I'm the last founding member still working in DMCC. Um, we had to look at key projects, um, providing ecosystems. Um, even if we didn't have anything to do with the business or no history here and there, uh, key, uh, as an example, the diamond industry did not exist prior to DMCC. We uh, worked on establishing the Dubai Diamond Exchange, which then also joined the World Federation of Diamond Bourses. Israel was one of the first countries to accept the, the Dubai Diamond Exchange, despite the uh, political uh, situation at the time, and in the hopes that things would change in the coming years. And you know, just last year in, uh, in August, the peace treaty was announced. So it took a while, but things grew. Um, in 2004, we announced that we're launching a gold and commodities exchange, the first online uh, futures uh, commodities exchange. And, you know, it's no secret, our benchmark really was uh, ICE uh, exchange from Atlanta, New York. Um, we benchmark a lot to Jeff Sprecher. We, I don't think we'll match him, but uh, that's where we are. And we grew from there. We introduced gold futures, silver futures, currency pairs, um, our technology provider was FTIL, later on Sinober, and beginning of last year, NASDAQ bought Sinober, so we're a NASDAQ-powered exchange today. Um, we're a lot more than that as well. We were the master developer of Jumeirah Lakes Towers, over 78 towers. Um, we developed uh, the Almas Tower, the tallest diamond tower in the world. It's, um, I believe, it's still the tallest office tower in the Middle East. Um, Height-wise, it's about 67 floors. 
It's also where the DMCC Crypto Center is based. Um, I always wonder if the crypto community are happy walking around Diamond Tears. There's synergies, opportunities of tokenizing a diamond here or there. Um, I, I, I keep jumping back and forth. Uh, what's important to know about DMCC is that we we started off by assigning experts in their, in their respective fields. So we had a director of commodities and agri. We had a director of gold and precious metals. We had a director of diamonds. And um, it changed from year to year. Today, it's different. It's, we're maintaining a community of uh, over uh, 60,000 people uh, working in DMCC and over 100,000 people living in, 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 in JLT. Um, the ecosystem is amazing. We have uh, Aviv Clinic that uh, does treatment uh, on reverse aging, uh, people with trauma. Um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a product of uh, Ishai Efrati and some partners. So they have a branch in, uh, in Florida. They have one in uh, Tel Aviv, the original one, and the new one in Dubai. It's attracting a lot of businesses. When we looked at the blockchain business, um, I was just chairing the Kimberly process around the time, and I didn't want to be involved. It was something new to me. But we looked at, uh, we looked at things like traceability. We looked at uh, data sharing, um, things that could help the diamond industry. Um, it's better than having it in a cloud system. Countries won't trust each other in a cloud system, but in a blockchain system, everybody has control, has access to it, and it's less chance of, of manipulating. So since then, things have changed. We avoided uh, giving any license that goes beyond proprietary trading. We didn't want to be involved in that until the regulatory system was in place. And we... We've, I feel that the UAE is one of the fastest growing uh, uh, crypto community in the Middle East, at least. Um, but we're careful, and we we would we would want we want to do this right. And the growth process process has been great. Um, going back to the DMCC community, I mentioned the diamond side. Um, we have three operational gold refiners. One of them is uh, and two more coming up with REIT development T tomorrow. I have a groundbreaking ceremony with Enzo Napoleon. And his refinery, Precious Metals Refinery, is going to be a blockchain-backed refinery. And he has some aspirations in that field, which I'll let him talk about it at some point. Um, going back to other products, we also, uh, we're also the largest oil and gas and renewable energy free zone with over, I believe, 2,000 businesses and still growing. So I feel there's a lot more that DMCC can do with CV Labs. Just, just off the bat, expect me to be introducing them to the diamond community, to the gold community. I am going to be inviting key players from the crypto world to talk during the Precious Metals co uh, conference that's coming up. Mm -hmm. um, I believe last year, the gold industry didn't perform as good as it should have been. I don't think it did as bad as the oil industry going to minus 60, but it was slow. And I think what bothered them most, I believe, that Bitcoin... I mean, if you allow me to say, kicked its butt as far as moving. It definitely stole some of its thunder, right? And, and, um, <laughs> and I believe you're going to see businesses like Paxos looking at tokenizing gold here and there. I'm just watching this and enjoying this. I don't have really a dog in this fight. I, I just, I'm learning from this and I'm, I do wear multiple hats. I think during the Jitex uh, uh, event, I went to one of the... Uh, um, I had a talk and I held the UAE gold bullion coin in one hand and I held the Bitcoin Swiss e-wallet on the other hand. And I was joking, like, yeah, it's great 
for asset value. You know, it's, a, it's an Ethereum loaded e-wallet, but you need to buy something of value and I would play with it over there. But it's a subjective matter at this stage. At some point, um, things will settle and how the internet is standard today and having social media standard, having a LinkedIn profile standard, I doubt anyone, any business can, can will, will be seen with any respect by not having any crypto related part of its uh, portfolios. I just don't see it happening. Just like in early 2000, consultants were pushing multinationals to have at least 5 to 10% of their assets in gold. It's going to happen this way. It's called, you know, di- di- it's, it's, pretty, it's, not, it's, it's basically avoiding putting your eggs in one basket. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I think you've already touched on a number of things that we will uh, definitely follow up on in the remaining conversation. But before we continue, I want to give a quick um, word to, of course, Joseph. Now, for those who may not know you and or Draper Gordon Holman, they definitely should if they've been uh, if they've been watching the LA Blockchain Summit all day. But just uh, just for their sake, in case they don't, could you give us a quick introduction as to who you are and how Draper Gorenholm is active in the blockchain space? Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, Ahmed, thank you for joining us uh, today. It's it's late here in Dubai. I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, so we we uh, invest in early stage blockchain startups. My partner is Tim Draper, along Goran and I. Um, we 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 look for the best teams. Uh, with the best ideas, and then we we help them uh, scale and and grow successful businesses, uh, which is also something we've uh, we've started to do here in Dubai. Uh, we've you know as you know we've worked with uh, CV Labs very closely. Uh, we're building our own incubator here that is also located at the DMCC Crypto Center, and we're expanding from California to uh, to Dubai to to grow our local presence. All right, perfect, which is a nice lead into the next questions that I have for you two gentlemen. So first off, on Ahmed's side, you've already mentioned the various, you know, industries that you guys touch on with the DMCC. So I'd be curious to know on your end, what made you decide to expand the DMCC focus to include blockchain and crypto and, of course, create the DMCC Crypto Center as a result? And on Joseph's side, you just mentioned that you guys are slowly but surely creating your foothold in Dubai. So I'd be curious to know how exactly it is that that you came to make this decision, what prompted that move and how does Dubai differ from Silicon Valley, which is where you guys, you know, have that was sort of your previous playground. But Ahmed, let's start with you on the DMCC Crypto Center. I personally uh, blame James Bernard. He pulled me to join the Blockchain Council in 2015. I mean, every time he talks to me, I say, no, no, leave it to the experts. No, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. I went uh, I went to the first meeting. Noah uh, Rafford was there. And, you know, he explained it. He explained the efficiency, explained how much uh, time it would save, cost it would save. Um, and also, I think I think the part that stuck with me is, Yes, we're not all, we don't all know about this industry, but we learn on the way. And that, I have to say, you know, maybe he said it in passing, maybe it was scripted or not, I don't know. But it, it did resonate with me, and I'm like, okay, fine, I'll, I, I, I can go with that. Um, I mean, I, you could say that about DMCC and the diamond industry, you could say that about DMCC and the gold industry. Um, you can actually say that about us with the tea and coffee business. Dubai today re-exports over 60% of teas globally. And I've just made a decision barely a year ago to triple the size of our facility. 
on the tea center. We've added, we're looking to add medicinal and herbal teas uh, processing within our facility as well. On the coffee side, we have a 15,000 square meter temperature control storage facility, um, processing of green coffees, roasting, and now we've added barista training and competitions, um, roasting competition and roasting training. I'm also looking to triple the size of the coffee center. Um, eight, ten months ago, that would have been seen crazy. But after my business trip to Brazil and Mexico, not so much. Um, we will face the issue of not having enough space. We have a five kilo roaster, a thirty kilo roaster, a sixty kilo roaster. I understand from my team, they are look they're about to order or, or receive three eight three hundred eighty kilo roaster with plans of bringing in a six hundred kilo roaster. These these are orders based on. Uh, new developments and orders of five, six years. So it's not, it's, not, it's not us building it or bringing it and then say the market will come. We know what's happening. There are some changes. And Dubai will be redistributing a lot of these commodities, whether it's meat from uh, Western Australia um, or coffees from Latin America and other markets. China, China, and we're looking at bringing in a cacao center in the near future. And, and the landscape on cacao is changing as well as we speak. Uh, China started producing cacao from the Hanyan Island, and last year was the first time for China to export their cacao to the EU. So there's a lot changing, and, I, and, I, and I'm proud to say that DMCC seems to be not only in touch with where the market is today, but actually does it set up to, to, to be positioned to where it will be. And I've, in some ways, it looks like that's the case on the crypto side. Um, I don't want to say we go... We're going at the speed of the weakest link or somewhere in the middle. We just want to make sure that um, we we have everything that's needed from the consumer side or someone that's looking to create a business. And the key thing for me is education. Just push the education side. So expect more and more videos coming out of DMCC, stories coming out of DMCC. And we're going to learn on the way. Um, does that mean every crypto business will be a success? No. But at least you're not going to have the nonsense that we've been seeing with the financial institutions from the global recession. And after that, with banks taking deposits, not returning it. And you, as, a, as, as, as one of their clients, you can't even sue them. That's ridiculous. At least have control of your product. And all it takes is um, uh, learning and, get, and educating yourself. I'll tell you why I don't have crypto on my phone and stuff like that. I lose stuff. I want to call a bank and say, hey, I lost my card. Could you help me? I feel I can't do that, but I'm sure someone is going to set me straight and say, hey, you could do, you could work with this and that. So that's fine. I, I'm sure at some point I'll, I'll jump in. But that doesn't mean I don't provide an ecosystem for those who need it. And the point I make um, again and again in these events is maybe in your place or in your environment, you don't need to be involved in Bitcoin or Ethereum or something. But that doesn't give us the right to cut the line of uh, in Argentina or Lebanon where they have zero option. So I understand that from a humanitarian point of view, it is important that all options are available. All right, Joseph, Ahmed's made his, uh, his motives very clear. What about you? <laughs> so you know, going back to your question, um, you know, the, the difference between Silicon Valley and, and Dubai in, in our view is that it used to be the case that if you're a technology startup, you at some point have to move to Silicon Valley to make it. There was, there was not much going on outside of the valley. Um, you know, blockchain and, and decentralized autonomous organizations and crypto have changed all that. And even, even more so that you don't have to move there anymore, we see almost an exodus of companies from the United States moving away. 
And I have, I have uh, multiple conversations on a weekly basis with our portfolio companies and other startups that are contemplating moving to Switzerland, moving to Dubai, leaving the United States because uh, the regulatory uh, environment isn't very friendly. Uh, coming to Dubai, you experience something completely different, right? There is, they're not just trailblazers like Ahmed and the DMCC that have, you know, started with gold and diamonds and oil and now move into crypto and just pave the way for startups to come and to create that regulatory framework that gives startups the certainty to operate under a legal framework that, that, that also for us as investors, right, is very, very important to, to back these projects. You don't really see that in the United States. If you launch a crypto project in the States, it's almost like Russian roulette with the SEC, right? Are they going to come after you? What are they going to come after you for? What are they going to hold against you? How hard is the hammer going to come down? And, and that's just not a very good environment. And I remember I lived in California for 10 years. I moved there because it, it still back then was that kind of place. Uh, it, it no longer is though, you know, so that's for us. Uh, you know, we look at Dubai as as a place where, you know, we expect thousands of companies to move here, which obviously means a lot of deal flow for us and a lot of investment opportunities for us. And at the same time, we can help those companies here still build that bridge to the United States, which is still a very big market and very important. And uh, so for us, it's a perfect synergy uh, between the Middle East and, and the United States and California. And that's our main reason why we're here and why we're building a team here and uh, expanding our operations. So you're you're bringing your expertise in building that bridge. Is that fair to say? And mostly, yes, and capital, of course. You know, we yeah. bring a lot of capital to invest in startups here, and and uh, you know, our network in the United States that is that is very very strong and that can help companies scale internationally. You've just mentioned the keyword networks, right? So when we look at what it takes to build an ecosystem and maintain an ecosystem, I think opportunities to collaborate are a key factor in making that happen. So Ahmed, on the DMCC side, you guys are working closely, of course, with CB Labs in the form of the DMCC Crypto Center. What is the role of the Crypto Center in sort of the greater picture of Dubai becoming a global blockchain hub? Um, it depends how you look at it. Um, you can look at it as a co-working space that provides everything you need within the within within the uh, uh, capabilities of what the UAE can provide and DMCC's licensing authority can can provide. But at the same time, I know that CB Labs takes the extra mile. We'll find you solutions. I mean, you're talking about the tech world here. It doesn't mean that everyone working there is just talking. To the person on, on this, they're, they're engaging with people in China. They were engaging with people in Singapore, New York, and all these places. Um, touching on network and all that, I, I know that Silicon Valley outsources some of its business, a lot of it maybe, not not just to India, but on the call center. A lot of the tech uh, businesses come from India. A lot of the tech uh, giants um, uh, have CEOs who come from India. So, and I said, I mentioned that a few times, but what I didn't see until a few years ago that Romania is one of the places that is outsourced or utilized back some of these, uh, 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 some of those tech valleys. So, um, all of these places are just one flight away from Dubai. Um, it's, uh, I think, I think we, we have an opportunity to move pretty fast and 
I think there's another wave of culture coming in. Um, this is not the new Facebooks or the new Twitters or something. This is something different. And they are looking to disrupt as much as it is to, to bring in money to the business and all that. Um, and I've enjoyed conversations about new products, you know, about social media mining, whether that's going to work or not. But it's, uh, it's beautiful. I love the ideas that come with it. Um, we expect more to come out of the uh, Crypto Valley and DMCC. Um, but at the same time, I, I do take a step back and watch how things are. Um, we are the, at a very good momentum. We have uh, in, our, uh, in our offices uh, a gauge that shows us the perception. And it's always been like 40 to 55%. But I think a month or two after the crypto center was rolled out, it jumped to 60 and now it's 75%. That's a good indication that the new generation is coming in. I've heard mm -hmm. this. I've heard this um, statement a few times. They won't allow it. It's too perfect. It's too this. Yeah, but you guys are aging out. You are moving out. You know, they. I think. I think people forget that we're not only standing on this planet, but we're standing on a time frame here. And you know, the old, the old mentality is moving out. And you know, you either adapt, you you know, and pivot, or you let get left behind. And uh, I'm just having fun watching it. I don't think. Uh, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's uh, it's going to kill any specific industry, but you know if you look at uh, how DMCC handles a few of the businesses, we welcomed Labgrown Diamonds a few years ago. It wasn't popular. I was just at the JCK show um, a few months back, and there was a big big part of the show just on Labgrown Diamonds with with new designs, um, diamond cuts that you cannot do with natural diamonds because they have the opportunity to to grow it. And um, they're a bit naughty with how they describe their stones. What's the difference? <laughs> not very much. We do exactly what nature does to a stone. I'm not going to get involved in that fight. But all I'm saying is there's a, there's a place for everyone. And the crypto is, is going to be here for a long time, whether it's about crypto music, crypto graphics, um, in the tech industry, um, in, the, uh, in the medical industry, and new opportunities that's going to pop out just 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 because of its existence so i'm excited personally about it speaking of new opportunities joseph i know that you guys are also quite actively involved in a number of collaborations and have worked very closely both with institutions with other investors and vcs in the space what do those collaborations look like on your end and why are they important for you guys as an ingredient in local and global ecosystems well, they, they depend on the partner, right? Like they, they have many different um, uh, shapes and characteristics, but you know, we, we are of the opinion that nothing happens in the bubble. Um, we were also of the opinion that if we don't all work together, we're not gonna build this industry and get it to a point where we see true mass adoption, but also you know, global regulatory frameworks that actually allow for some of these companies to become the next Facebook and Google um just uh, in in a decentralized and more transparent way so you know it's it's just like we work with cv labs uh and a number of, of other players in in the field here uh we we think that the pie is big enough and if we all you know pull the same direction all have the same agenda not only can we ensure that there is good players in the space that have you know the right motives um also that there is enough capital to be deployed into the right teams and that in the end, it, this will make us all stronger. 
I think particularly on the DC side, right, the focus should be on increasing the size of the pie rather than fighting over the same piece. Oh, yeah, um, no, absolutely. I mean, look, and we're so early in the game too, right? Like the, we don't even know how big the pie is really going to be, but we just believe it's going to be big enough. And, and so we're very collaborative on, on all levels, really. Now, we've talked a lot about the potential of the space and the growing ecosystem. Ahmed, I know that your goal is to reach 30,000 businesses at the DMCC by 2025, right? How many of those, realistically, do you think will be blockchain-based? I can't say. I can't say. I'm, <laughs> I don't I'm, need a concrete I'm, number, don't no, worry. <laughs> no, I just, I, I do know a lot more will be related to coffee. I don't know how much it's going to be with cacao. I mean, um, there's a there's a business on the uh, low-grade cacao beans, but, you know, the market, I think, the last two years or two years ago was, what, 5% uh, fine cacao of the world. Chocolates is just 5% of that is fine, or, or uh, specialty cacao, however you look at it. 70% of that would come from Ecuador. That is changing. Colombia is coming in strongly with new hybrids, new strains. Um, what I saw in Brazil really impressed me. And they touch on the uh, sustainability side with their Cabroca system, so they don't do any deforestation, even though it takes more land. Um, some of the chocolate uh, businesses in Holland addressed the carbon emissions to zero with shipping using sailboats. Um, uh, I'm expecting I don't know I don't know if a lot of them are just going to be crypto as a hundred percent but I do see the meat center uh, having a crypto aspect to it um, you know uh, CB labs has 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 established has done a project with Bolivia it's uh, from grass to cash they call it finca I believe um, with the company I believe established uh, set up in, uh, in Switzerland for for obvious reasons uh, but uh, also, we have similar stories, uh, work being done with uh, Amazon Web Services and others looking to have um, traceability from crop to cup and all that. So there's some experiments. There's some things happening. I don't know how much it will be a part, will be 100% blockchain or not. Um, but I do expect a lot of the businesses that are currently in DMCC to have some aspect in there. I was going to say, right, it doesn't have to be a concrete individual sort of blockchain company, but rather one that starts to integrate different use cases that are relevant for their respective industry, for their respective businesses, right? I know we've I had I want to say something. DGCX is looking at uh, Bitcoin uh, futures and Ethereum futures. Um, they don't like me bringing it up because it puts pressure on them. I'm not saying when will they, if, if they will list it or something. It's not easy to uh, list the shekel and all that. We don't want to list it just for fun. We would like it to be a, a profitable contract or at least covering its cost, um, not just for price discovery. I also, after visiting Brazil and Mexico, I did, I did touch on, uh, did have a, con did connect with my management in, in the exchange and talk to them about listing the Brazilian real and Mexico pesos. And there are two different types of currencies. I mean, you go to to Mexico. Um, a lot of your uh, expedent, uh, a lot of you pay for things using U.S. dollars, but your business expense are still in pesos. So there are different uh, dynamics to each country. Yeah, absolutely. Joseph, on your end, we've seen sort of the initial boom, right, um, and outpouring of or pouring in of 
companies in the blockchain and crypto space that are all relocating or setting up posts in Dubai. What are your hopes specifically for Draper Gorn Holmes Dubai Outpost and what concrete things do you have in the pipeline that you think will cement your place in the Dubai ecosystem? I mean, I think first and foremost, it's it's uh, you know it's it's the capital that we bring and the expertise that we bring to the table. We've been doing this for for a little while now. Um, we have a very strong network. There is a lot of competition between VCs these days, right? Because you can you can raise money all sorts of ways as a blockchain startup. So if people are are you know looking for VC money, it's it's not just a cap. Joseph, I think you may have to. I think you may have to restart that sentence. <laughs> Sorry. Where is he calling from? He's tuning in from Dubai. So if it's okay. working for you, Ahmed, it should be working for him. I don't. I think we've lost him. Yeah. I, I feel he's I not think, calling from DMCC. I have. A yeah. No. 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 I don't think. I don't the think you guys. Doesn't uh, look like JLT to me. <laughs> um, I, I'm afraid we may have lost him. Actually, we were, we were the but... first free zone to roll out 5G technology, so I know it's not us. <laughs> um, I do believe we may have lost uh, Joseph, unfortunately. But then let us close on this note. Let's see if he rejoins. Otherwise, let's close on this note. For companies that are interested in finding out more specifically about um, onboarding with the Crypto Center, what kind of licenses? are currently available to crypto companies um, that they can use to operate under the DMCC. I'm going to pass this to you or Joseph, really. I'm not going to get involved. But you know what? Uh, it, uh, on the license... Safe to say, uh, then. Can we can we yeah. put it this way? Safe to say, if there are any com com companies that are interested in finding out more specifically about coming to the crypto center, they can get in touch with your team Definitely, definitely. And the details, the details are on the website. Joseph, you're back online? I'm back online. I, obviously, what? I need your 5G. <laughs> that's, a, that's the whole problem here. Don't say where you are in Dubai. I'm going to get heat for that. They'll think I said <laughs> the developers over there giving me angry calls. But I can see from the background. I almost you, 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 where you are. I'm not you can see I'm in, I'm in Jumeirah Beach yeah, Residences and I'm size. stuck with tourist Wi-Fi here. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, but asking, this, what kind of licenses uh, does the crypto center provide? Oh, I, I don't know off the top of my head. That's not that's, <laughs> Thank that's, you. That's so not my company. I know there is a recommend We will happily recommend people to get in touch with the crypto center directly to find out any additional information they need. But Joseph, since you we have what? you Before back. You close, I, w I do want to say something. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very diverse. You know, it's just. It's not. It's not all about exchanges and uh, and you know NFTs and all that. Evia, for example, does uh, rating on crypto and blockchain businesses based on AI and machine learning. Why? Because they want to minimize human interference. I could say because some of the rating agencies did not do a good job before the crash of two thousand eight, and uh, I could say a lot more than that. But uh, I don't want angry emails from them. Maybe not yet. <laughs> In any case, if you want the honest uh, type of rating, um, talk to Evia. They'll, talk, they'll tell you about the new upcoming businesses and, and, you know, use your own best judgment. And as they grow, 
they are going to start doing ratings on institutions outside the crypto world as well. And I, I really look forward to seeing them uh, get really global with their business. All right. Excellent. Joseph, you were cut short earlier. I do want to give you a final word. If you want to finish the thought that you so lovingly started, please go ahead. I, I have no idea what I was talking about anymore, but, <laughs> you know, exciting times. It's, it's great to be here. I think we're already way over anyway. Um, but uh, it's, you know, we, we are happy to be here. We are here to stay. We are going to expand here. We're going to deploy more capital. If you are a startup looking for funding, uh, hit me up on Twitter, on LinkedIn, uh, or through our website, drapergorenholm.com. Um, always love to hear from great teams building great things. Uh, and, and I think that's the most important thing I have to say. All right. Lovely. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us, tuning in late at night from Dubai. It's been a pleasure having you. And I wish everyone else a very pleasant time at the LA Blockchain Summit. Thanks, everyone. Thank Bye. you. Thank you, Ahmed. Thank you, Tracy.